the geek shall inherit the earth. Richard, how are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. You? I've got I've lost your face there. Had you for a moment. <laughs> it's not a big loss, mate. <laughs> there you go. We've got, we're sort of not on the big screen now. Oh, there you go. Now we're on. How are you? All right. Awesome. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. You're good. Been how a while it? since. Been a while since Peterborough. Oh, mate, it's been a long. It feels like a lifetime ago since Field of Force Day. Just mm. feels like a ridiculous amount of time. It was only what. A year ago? It was only a year ago, yeah. It was pro- probably it was probably this kind of time last year, or just a bit earlier, maybe. Yeah, I think it was October last year. It's yeah, yeah. Crazy. I've got your cup, pride of place, downstairs on me, uh, on, on my little shelf. Good man. With you, I'm with a, a I'll make a cup of tea. Yeah. I think it's a little bit too. I think I think it's a little bit too early for Christmas carols. I <laughs> oh, didn't your... see that, did you? I saw a bit earlier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you're the only one that said it's a bit early for Christmas carols. Well, I suppose because I'm my I'm a December baby, you see. Ah, you see. You need to get your birthday of, done first. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, I sort of, no, not really the birthday done first, but I sort of think, you know, I mean, okay, admittedly this year's been been an awful year for everyone and probably a few sparkly um, decorations and stuff, or even a tree up now would be great, you know, for everyone. Yeah. But, I just, I just, yeah, I just, I don't know, like December, you know, December all the way through, you know, um, would be nice, you know, you know, it's maybe, I think it's maybe start of December, December the 1st. Yeah, see, I've always been of the, of the ilk that December the 1st, you can start playing Christmas songs and you can get your, get your tree up and you can get everything yeah. sorted and, and whatnot. But yeah, this year's just been crap. And I think mm. everyone needs, needs a lift. I thought, yeah, because the radio station that I work on, we're, we're not playing them yet. But I heard one other radio station started playing songs, so mm. I thought, well, I want to know what people think. It's the question, isn't it? It's a question, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some people, you you have all these different stories of people. Some some people celebrate Christmas all year round. Yeah. Oh God, my, my brother puts Christmas songs on from like May. Yeah. He has a couple of months break and then he starts whacking them on the radio again. It's like, I think oh, you remember, I think there is, isn't there, isn't there even a Christmas station? There is. There's a Christmas station and there's a Christmas movie channel as well. That's right. I knew there was a Christmas movie channel. Yeah. 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 No, there is. Yeah. There's a Chris, uh, I think it's Heart Christmas that's going to be playing like all year round. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, I don't think I can listen to it all year round, but you no. know. You know, uh, how's um how's lockdown treating you? Yeah, it's all right. You know, obviously I'm type one diabetic with asthma, so I sort of um sort of shut down in March. You know. Yeah. Um, and I and I've been you know I've been doing bits and pieces, not a lot. I've had to turn down stuff really because because I'm not not safe to do it. You know, there was something in Italy which I, which I would have which I would have jumped at if this had not been going on. Um, yeah. 
which is heartbreaking. Um, and then, and yeah, just just getting on with it, really. So, you know, in the game I'm in, it's sort of, you know, you wait. I know things are going again now, so it's just sort of waiting, you know, waiting really, I think, for next year for me, when there's, when there's a vaccine and to give myself half a chance with it if I were to catch it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, which hopefully I won't. Um, but it's yeah. just, yeah, it's, you know, it's what it You've is. You've got lots coming up. Have you got lots in an ideal world? Is there lots in the pipeline for next year? Not, not really, because, you know, because when you're sort of an actor like myself, you, you really, you are waiting for the phone to ring. You know, you're waiting yeah. for the phone to ring and, and the next job, you know, the next job or the next audition. You know, I had a, I had a couple of auditions, self-tape, didn't get those, which was a shame. Um, but you, you're kind of sort of looking at because obviously it went into lockdown again. So yeah. I don't know whether whether productions, you know, are they essential? Are they non-essential? You know, um, or, or even if this, if when if someone catches group, you know, then then it gets shut down anyway. I guess so. Yes. So I don't, you know, don't really know it all plays out with that. But I'm just sort of look, you know, I'm sort of waiting for. Hopefully, I'm thinking sort of January for the for the vaccine, whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean. You know, hopefully it will, it will come. I mean, I'm asthmatic as well. So yeah. I'd need the vaccine as well to, yeah. to go. I mean, I've had my flu jab and everything. So yeah, I'd need that. to have yeah. the, the vaccine as well. Because, like, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm not diabetic, but in the same boat as you, you know, I have to sort of juggle whether to go out or not. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, no, but I, I haven't been, you know, we, we, we've sort of kept to all the rules, you know, we sort of, um, you know, it's you know the strangest thing. Like you're kind of only allowed to see one person in a in a park, aren't you? Or whatever you know, outdoors, and it's sort of. And, and I, I I adhere to all the rules, for the simple reason I sort of think if if I'm doing if I'm one person who's doing the right thing, yeah. then I think if someone else can do the right thing, then someone else can do the right thing, and we can all get through this together. I know there are idiots out there who one don't think it exists, two, two you know blub whatever they you know they won't affect them. You know, I just sort of think, yeah, okay, get, you know, get on with it, you know. And these are probably people who one haven't got a brain and probably two who haven't had any, ever, never had a, any any sort of illness or whatever, you know. <laughs> and this be fair, they'll probably be the ones that don't actually get it. So then they that's can right, be like, see, look, told you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I've had, I have actually had a couple of conversations with people. I was I had to, I was in the physio last week and, and the chap that, were, he, that owns it, you know, he's, he's uh, a lovely friend of mine really good guy John and he he didn't want to touch he didn't want to sort of tempt fate but he said now he's what is he 43 he has never been ill and I said to him I said well, well you've never had a never even had a cold he said I've never had anything and I was like wow I want some, want some of your DNA John you know yeah right you know it's just and that actually I spoke to another friend called Mark who also said he'd never never had a cold never been ill you know it's really strange is over the last sort of six months you know you're having conversations like this if someone coughs you say are you okay have you got a temperature you know it's one yeah. of those you sort of thing and you're not a doctor and you feel you don't really have the right to say that to someone but you'd say it anyway you know and, yeah. I, and I do I do you know I just sort of think I know you know when I see when I hear someone sneezing or coughing I run them on you know <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing now you know people kind of try not to cough or they do it on the slide just in case people turn around at them stare at them and think oh. you know Oh, it's a nightmare. Because uh, how's it been for you with what you do? You've been... it's, it's, it's all right. It's not too bad. It's not really affected the radio or podcast. And I've been working from home since sort of May. I got furloughed back in March yeah. for a couple of months. And then I got brought back. And I've been working from home predominantly 
for the last sort of four or five months now. Um, yeah. I'm just changing roles within the company again to to go um, to do sort of coaching and stuff. So I'll be going out every now and then to like into our centres to yeah. do tests. So I'm not going anywhere random. It's just going to be, yeah. you know, where where it can be controlled and you know we only of have course. a few people in. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'll be doing that. But yeah, it's not been too bad to be honest. Um, no, it's good. It's good. Because where do you live? I live in Peterborough. I actually live in Peterborough. You're in Peterborough. Oh, you okay? All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually, live in so, Peterborough, so not far from the showground. How's how how is it there? How's the R rate there? Um, I think it's probably average, just above one. I think. Is it, is it just yeah? Okay. Yeah. It's just above one. I mean, we weren't. We were in tier one before the government decided to sort of go all the way down. Um, you know, locking everything down for a month. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the roads relatively clear there's not many people out and about you know yeah. even Audi up the road isn't massively busy yeah which is, which is a good thing isn't it you know people are hopefully listening you know even though it's an awful time and it's an awful time for everyone I really feel for the youngsters you know like we're, you know the teenagers because I sort of think it's the craziest time for them because one it probably won't affect them you know very much no, um, exactly. but two, they also can't do anything. You know, it's 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 sad. Well, that's you know, it, isn't it? That's that, that that's the thing is that they can't go out and do stuff. You know, that they can't go no. and see their mates. They can't hang yeah. out at the park or or go into town or anything yeah. like that. They can't do none of it. No, and it's it, you know? it's you know. I mean, I think because I was watching. You know, so we have a dog and we 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 walk him. You know, when, where we can, where it's safe and stuff. And then, when they had the football on, you know, where I, I live near to um. Walton Casuals FC, which is a which is a, a local sort of semi-professional football club. Okay. And you can hear, and it was you know when you see the young the young girls, the young boys, you know the teenagers playing. I think it's a great thing, and it's and I sort of find that a real shame, you know that that it's you know the the, the rate uh, the the virus rate went up again, yeah. And that had to stop all that, you know, because I felt that's a you know I know a lot of kids these days love playing on the computers, but you also get you know, some that love to train and, love, you know, love to do sports. Love to be out. I always sort of think that's a good, yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, to, I don't know what the weather's been like for you, but it's been really rainy here the last sort of week, you know, so it's so it's yeah. a hard one with the rain as well, because you sort of think, oh, you know, what do you do? When it, when it was March, you could go out walking, you could, you know, for me, yeah. I was out walking in the sunshine and just, just trying to make some kind of, you know, trying to not make some kind of sense of it, but trying to sort of think, Okay, this year's kind of written off now, you know. You, you, you know, for me especially. And I thought, well, okay, that's that, you know. And it, when you get over your fifties, it's sort of you think you want to, you want to grasp every year of, that you have, you know. And it's rather than lose one. And I just sort of think. So I feel, I feel for everyone, you know. But then, you know, my mum, she's 80, 81. She's cracking on with it, you know. She's do, doing her thing. So it's yeah. sort of a, it's it's all right, you know. And as to say, everyone to the rules and we all can get through this we'll, we'll have a nice christmas Hopefully, well that's it you know you know it'd be nice to have a nice christmas and not and, and not have to sort of spend it in some semblance of not lockdown you know so yeah that's the one isn't can, it can can stick to it we can enjoy christmas because everyone loves christmas at some point you know so yeah it'd be nice to have a decent christmas but I think it's an, you know, yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, as you get older, I, I, I sort of look back at Christmas and sort of think, you know, Christmas Eve, everyone goes and get, gets drunk and you wake up Christmas Day and you carry on yeah. getting drunk and 
you get to Boxing Day, you get drunk, and then you sort of got a couple of days, and you think, oh, what, Christmas is gone, you know, and <laughs> then New Year's Eve comes, and you think, oh my God, another, let's get drunk again, you know. Um, yeah. it, but I, I, as, I, as I've got older, I've realised that, you, you know, you probably don't need to do that all the time, you know, so it's, it's interesting, man, you know, I, I sort of look at it, and um, I'd be happy, sort of, I'd be happy on Christmas Day, I think, just, just to, just, I don't, I don't think, because I don't think we can, we might not be able to have people around, you know, no, exactly. we're sort of geared up for, and I, and I don't think, I think, you know, it's been said that people that normally come to our place for Christmas are, are going to be staying at their own houses, you know, even if it, even if it goes to a rule of six again, you know, which is great, you know, so I sort of think for, for Carrie and myself, it'll be sort of, you know, feet up on the, feet up on the couch, watching some old movies, you know, yeah. um, which would be nice, you know. That's my idea. Maybe a bit of James Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life. Which yes, I like oh, what a great film that is. Absolutely, absolutely. What an absolutely great film. I love that. It's one of my favourite Christmas films. The old ones always seem to get sort of pushed to the side with the likes of Elf and Home yeah, Alone I mean, and stuff. And yeah, you, just think, oh, yeah. you, can't, you can't beat it. You can't beat no. It. It's a Wonderful Life. No, it's, it's one of those great Christmas movies. You know? oh, yeah, and you know, the original yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Which is lovely too, yeah. Yeah, great film, great film. Um, so let, let's talk about the films that you've been in then. So um, let's start with with Snatch. Yeah. As Errol, how first, how did that come about? First first thing I'd ever done that was um, plasterer by trade. You know, I sort of strangely enough moved through life as a I used to sell high fashion clothes in the West End of London. Then I went on to like the building. Yeah, absolutely. Then I went on to the West End uh, on a build, big building site. And then my friend Neil said, do you want to become a plasterer? And I said, oh, yeah, why not? Let's do that, you know. So I sort of started off plastering. And then then I did a, I did an amateur play. Uh, I never, I just went for the audition. It was a bit of a laugh. They were looking for a singer. and, and, and uh, Because I can, sing, I can actually sing a little bit, Rich. So, can you? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I did, yeah, I've done, I did. Yeah, singing lessons as a kid. I used to sing in a choir. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should write a Christmas second, song. I was second head chorister at St. Peter's Church in Hersham. There you go. There you go. Oh, um, write yourself so, a Christmas song. No, absolutely. So, 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 so that was that. So anyway, Pete the Scouse singer doesn't sing in the uh, play. Stags and Ends by Willie Russell. So did that. Loved it. Um, then I had a friend of mine who played football with me because I, I love my football. And I managed a Sunday team and uh, called Walton's Town. And he, he, had, he said his girlfriend was leaving drama school and they were looking for an East End salesman. And I'm not from the East End of London, even though I sound like I am. Um, and, I, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go for that. No problem, we'll, we'll, we'll have a go at that. Um, so, I was, so I went up to the audition to go to the, um, the acting centre in, in uh, London and uh, auditioned, got the call back, got the part of the East End salesman. But then it was kind of, you know, you you have to do this off your own back. So there's no money involved. You're not getting paid for it. It was going to be a showcase at the Grouch Show Club in, in the West End. And um, and I didn't really understand any of this, you know. So I'm, I think my ignorance towards it was, is very good. And I'm still trying to keep that in play with things that I do, because otherwise I just get carried away yeah. and distracted by it all. So, so I kind of, we went to, we were in North and Holloway, Holloway Road, rehearsing you know it was like twice a week rehearsals then the play came and then it was just one of these ones it was six plays that were interactive called last orders so it was set in a pub and i can remember 
on the third play, uh, the Groucho, when, when, when we did our play, because nobody had actually seemed to clap by then, when we did our play, um, when I left the stage, everyone was clapping, which I was really, really oh, pleased yeah. about. You know, I sort of didn't really understand. And then, of course, afterwards, I got, I got, uh, got to chat with um, Lucy Villiers and Nancy Hudson, who were two lovely, lovely agents. And uh, they were very interested in signing me. Uh, and they did. And, and then my first audition, which they said, you, ha you haven't got a chance with this audition, but you're going to go and meet a lady called Lucinda Sison who's a very big casting director in London, well, worldwide, Lucinda. Um, and she, she um, so I went to meet Lucinda and I uh, read for the part in Snatch of Errol. <clears throat> I, then, I then got the call to meet, come and meet Guy two weeks later. So I went back to meet Guy, sat there and, and um, watched a video with him of, um, of some sort of fighting uh, that we were looking at, because um, obviously this was about bare knuckle fighting, snatch, yes. you know, gypsy bare knuckle fighters. So, kind of watched that, read the part for him, and then I was offered the part. So it was lovely, you know. It was a, nice. my first, my first part. So it was sort of, kind of, to come from nowhere into a to a cult British film um, was was wonderful, phenomenal, and and to this day, you know, twenty one years on, I still walk about. I, I um. I was a keynote speaker for Morgan Stanley in Florida last January, and I had to go to the uh, the embassy to get my visa. And I, and I walk up to the uh, I walk up to the counter, and um, the American chap behind the counter just looked at me and said, "Oink oink." <laughs> and, I, and he said to me, then he said to me, he said, he said, "How many times have you heard that?" And I said, "Well, yeah, just a few, just a few." So That's that was one of those. Yeah, so it was strange, you know. Um, and that was Snatch, yeah, there you go. I mean, how was it kind of sitting with, with Guy Ritchie? Because, you know, Lockstock kind of set the benchmark, I think, and Snatch was, I, I always see Snatch as, as a more Hollywood version because you've got Brad Pitt. Yeah. I think because it's got Brad Pitt in it, you kind of see it as more Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, you, 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 I mean, it was a cult film, I think, here and in the States, you yeah. know, because, you know, everywhere you go, you know, people still talk about those kinds of, well, those two movies, especially, you know. Um, and I think when he did with Snatch, you, to have, to have Brad Pitt, for one, coming in, Dennis Farina was another one. Then you had um, Benicio Del Toro. Yep. who just won the, the previous year, had won uh, the Best Supporting Actor for Traffic at the Oscars. Yes. So it was kind of going to go, it was going to be huge, and it was going to go to, you know, be massive in America. And I think uh, Guy did an interview, which I watched a little while ago, which was a really great interview by him, uh, and he talks about it. And he sort of said, he said, when he got, when he did Lockstock, he got the million pound for Lockstock, you know, he made Lockstock with a million pound. Yeah. Then he got 10 million for Snatch, you know, and it's kind of, I think, you know, he was a, a new director, kind of, you know, was this a lot, and he said he was turning his back on the multi-million pound films, because it, I, whether he thought he couldn't do them, I don't know, but, yeah. so so to, so to create what he did in Snatch, and to create this, you know, with the lovely actors that were there, you know, from, from Minnie Jones to Jason Statham, to Stephen Graham, to... And James, you know, Mike Reed, the, the, the whole lot, you know, Alan Ford, David Gino, you know, the huge, huge group of group of characters, group of players that that, that made it work, you know, because you 
you can't, you know, even if you're directing and you try and cast the best people, sometimes it doesn't work. So it's, so, so it's kind of like, um, I don't know, you like you watch a football game and you think, oh, they'll definitely beat that lot, you know, and then they go and get beat, you know, whatever. And it's kind of like that because it's, you know, if you're all there and you're all trying to do, do it together and pull in as a team, um, and, and, you know, and you've got great, a great director, Guy Ritchie, and a great story that he wrote. Um, you sort of thought, you know, it was just, yeah, let's just get on with it. Let's let's do this, you know. So it was brilliant. I loved how did it. you how did you find it on set? Was it was it sort of everyone kind of, was around, or was it sort of bits yeah, done here and there? Well, everyone knew that it was my first thing, and and I can remember, I can remember. Obviously, I think everyone knew it come from the building site, you know. Sort of, you know, here's Andy Beckwith from the building site, the plaster, you know. <laughs> And they're like, hello. Um, anyway, but you, I, mean, I remember Simon Hayes. Simon is the sound man for um, Lockstock, for Snatch. Simon, or Mr. Simon Hayes, he won the, uh, he won the uh, Oscar uh, for Le Miserable. Um, he's a wonderful man, you know, and he said to me, I remember there was a scene and I had, I had to do, I had to walk to about three different marks. And if people don't really understand that, you've got to, without looking at where you're going, you've got to stop in different places and deliver lines. Yeah. So, which is, which is interesting because obviously the camera is following you. <clears throat> so, you, you know, when you stop on a mark, the camera focuses and then you move to another mark, the camera focuses. It's all set up for that. And I was, and I was walking and, and I just did it. And then Simon said to me, how are you getting your marks? And I was like, well, then I really, I'm just doing it. You know, it's just sort of something that unusually seems to come naturally to, to me, you know, which isn't, not you know, a normal thing for me, so I was pleased. So, yeah. And did you spend a lot of time with with Alan, Alan Ford? Well, Alan, I mean, obviously Alan played Bricktop, and Alan's, you know, legendary. You know, before we end our conversation today, I will tell you about someone else that's coming up. Okay, excellent. And he's involved in it as well, so so I'll, I'll tell you about that. Um, but, um, yeah, he, Alan was the loveliest man in the world. Lo you know, lovely man, uh, wonderful actor. You know, and, and just to work with him was an absolute pleasure. You know, the, 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 the three of us, um, I mean, Dave Legino uh, was, played John, I played Errol, and, and we had uh, Alan, and um, and Dave was wonderful as well. You know, very, very sadly, Dave Legino's not with us anymore. No. He, uh, he, he sadly died in America. Um, but it was to work with Dave and Alan, for me, was, yeah, was, was the greatest thing. You know. Does he actually talk like, like Bricktop? Kind of does, yeah. Kind of does. I can remember. I, I, I don't really know if I can say it on, on, on a. I can. I don't know if I can swear on a. On of course you can. Video with you talking, but yeah, he, he kind of Alan. Alan, I, I always remember Alan saying, I think. I, no, I, I think from what I remember, I remember talking one day. And I, I think, I think, the film was originally going to be called Diamonds. I think. Don't quote me on this, but I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I didn't make this up, but. I think someone told me that Michael Douglas owned the right to the, the title of Diamonds, so we couldn't, so it couldn't be called Diamonds. So of course, then, then Snatch is banded about. It's going to be called Snatch, you know. And Alan Ford just sort of turned around, and we were talking. He went, he said, "Well, you can't call it fucking Snatch, can you? Because that's a bird's cunt in America." And I just looked at him, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, I, I suppose it is, Alan. Yeah, you know, fair enough." But. Um, that was Alan Ford. Uh, what, what you saw was what you got, you know, and that's who he is, and he's he's, he's wonderful. Um, end of, and I, I, and and we are doing. I'll just I'll let you know now. So, so we're doing a, we we are doing a film next year called This Way of Life, 
um, and it's been written by Spencer Wilde and uh, Martin Porter, and it's got Carol Harrison producing and directing, um, and it's got a, got so far a lovely cast, which I probably can't talk about at the moment, so um, I won't. But it has got Alan Ford in it, uh, which I will let you know. Um, and Alan's, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna actually gonna be having a chat with Alan next week um, for the first time in 21 years since since we did Snacks. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that if it happens, you know. Um, and it'll be it'll be an honour to work with that man again. So, oh, cool, blimey! I can't believe you've not spoken to him in 21 years. No, no, it's a funny thing. People, I, I sort of think, you know, when I go to work as an actor, I, I go to work, I do my job, and I step away, you know, and and, and I and I love to meet the people, and I'm, and I've, I've friends with some some of the actors that I've met, you know, but some people you, you just you, you you know when you see each other, it's great to see each other, but you you can't everyone has their own lives. Yeah. So it's you kind of you, you you do your thing and you know if I get invited to something with with people there then it's great I'd go and say hello you know um, but no it's it's just what it is you know I I you know where I'm concerned I I turn up and and, and just want to do the job because I I guess whether it's not going to drama school or or anything like that you know I sort of I learn as I go yeah probably even to this day twenty twenty odd years into it you know I'm still. I'm still very much up for learning from whoever it might be, you know, a young, a young up and coming from Rada or someone who's been about forever, you know, I'm, I'm, I listen to everyone, you know, and, and, and try and put in the best performance I possibly can, you know, so. It's always a days of school day, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah, without a doubt, Rich, you know, and you kind of, you can be, you can be caught out on that, you know, if you sort of, if you think you're, you know, bigger than you are or this or that, I've seen people, I've seen people fall over, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can I can imagine you've seen a couple of people get a bit too big for their boots and oh yeah you 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 meet you know you can meet those kinds of people um, but it's just it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a hard thing because you you know people have an opinion about people you know and it's you know I've been recently been asked about Johnny Depp you know and I sort of thought I don't really know Johnny Depp I worked with him met him met him a couple of times yeah he's been really nice I don't know anything about him and and obviously it was awful what happened to him. In the paper with him and his him and his wife, you know, and you kind of wonder did it did it have to go to the press and you know be be shown you know yeah. worldwide and then for him to lose lose the case and you know who knows will he work again you know? Well, well, so. this is it. I mean, you know, let's talk about about those those films because you were on um, Pirates of the Caribbean two and three, weren't you? Yeah. How did yeah, yeah. how did that compare to Snatch? Because obviously you were you were caked in makeup and, and You're not there was there was where we were concerned there there wasn't any makeup so it's was kind it of um no it was all CGI'd oh I thought it was so all computer generated images so George George Lucas who done the um George Lucas Star Wars George Lucas uh, who did the industrial ILMs the Industrial Light and Magic in San Francisco what I think they found from the first movie, Pirates 1, which was, I thought, a fantastic film, yeah. all the skeletons were CGI'd and they weren't happy with the quality of the skeleton, the way it was moving. Yeah. So what they decided was, was for, for, the, for Davy Jones, obviously was played by wonderful Bill Nye, um, they wanted a cast of actors around him who could the parts, you know. So uh, it was really interesting. You know, you go for the audition. They want you to talk, but not talk like a pirate. So you can't, you know, 
And I think whenever you listen to it, you either you either think of Kevin McNally, um, who played Gibbs, or you think of Jeffrey Rush, you know, who does this, you know, wonderful. Oh, yeah, who does this wonderful sort of accent. And I just was, I was like, you know, you want to go, but you're not allowed to do that. So that was the audition with Priscilla Todd, who was a wonderful, another wonderful casting director. And um, so it was kind of, right, okay, what do you do? You know, and you're just trying, you're just trying to do the best you can. You know, your, your head's exploding. You're, you're at an audition for, for you know, a massive worldwide franchise. Um, and and I, I must admit, I think, I think over the years, you just, I just get on with it. I just go do the best I possibly can. And walk away yeah. and if you if you're if you if you're very lucky to get that phone call saying you got the job then well done and if you're not you move on to the next one you know and that's the that's the game we're in you know as, when you're an actor like myself it's you're trying to sort of um audition get the part audition get the part so have you ever been starstruck um yeah yeah maybe maybe a few well maybe not, not so much starstruck but kind of I think when I met Brad Pitt, my legs wobbled a bit, yeah. you know, um, and, I, and I, I rang my mum and said, Mum, I've just met Brad Pitt. And she said, who's Brad Pitt? And I said, Mum, I don't, I don't want to talk to you, Mum. I was, the scene when we did the scene uh, where we smashed the amusement arcade up in Ealing, this guy just walks up to me. I'm outside on my cup of tea during a break. Uh, he's, this guy just walks up and says, hey, man, some good eggs in there, man. Name's Brad. I went, hello, Brad. How are you? Shook hands. And, uh, you know, knowing I had a scene with him as well, I was like, he was cool, you know. Um, and you kind of, uh, you know, with it, he was concerned. My, my mother, she said to me, she said, did you get me his autograph? Because I've heard it's worth a few quid. And I was thinking, mum, please, you're not saying the right things, mum. And this is not right. You know, anyway, my mum does actually have an autograph from Brad Pitt, which says to Anne and his mum, hugs and kisses, Brad Pitt. No. Nice. She still has that and she's never sold it. And, and I'd never let her sell it anyway. So, uh, no. So very pleased for her. That, so he, I guess Brad was one. Brian Cranston, you, you know, I, I was a wonderful man, lovely actor, did The Infiltrator with him. Uh, he's the loveliest man on the planet. Uh, you know, and I didn't watch, everyone I'd spoken to had seen Breaking Bad, but I, I couldn't watch it because I was about to go to, um, to Tampa in America and work with him, you know, and I thought, I can't, I can't do this. Um, I can't watch it. He's, he's in. And I suppose the other guy, would be William Hurt. William Hurt was, was, oh. was a wonderful American actor and I love him dearly, you know, he's a brilliant actor. But when I met him, he had a, he had a bad back and it was like minus 13 in Warsaw in Poland. And we had this scene uh, where I was a taxi driver and he's, he's a professor, a uh, slightly autistic professor. Uh, and it was called, it's called The Coldest Game, the film. It's a lovely film. Um, about a chess, he was a chess player uh, and gets caught up, you know, in the, in the war. Um, and uh, the saddest thing for him was, um, you know, I met him and it was, it was all a bit, it was very cold and we were trying to do the scene and, and you know, he, yeah. he, he had a bad back anyway and, and, and I, could, you know, I knew he was in pain, so the kind of, it was a hard one because he couldn't really catch him, you know, I'd love to talk about his career, you know, I didn't get that luck. And then, and then a week later, I was back in, well, I was actually in Wales, uh, some friends of mine, Jerry and Kay did a, did a lovely uh, show called Down the Caravan, which they did a pilot and they, I think they had six episodes written, which, which at the moment hasn't been released um, or commissioned, shall I say. Um, but so I get the call, we need you to come back, Andy. I went, all oh, right, okay. Well, uh, Williams, Williams fell over and broke his leg, which was heartbreaking for him. Oh. 
<clears throat> I was replaced by Bill Pullman. So, so Bill Pullman, Casper. Yeah, yeah. You remember Casper? Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's also the president in uh, That's right. Independence Day with that That's big right. old he speech. Was, yeah. he, 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 he is, in, I, I must admit, in meeting Bill Pullman, it was like I was so lucky because I got to do the scene twice with two different sort of yeah. Hollywood legends, you know. Um, so, so, yeah, pleasing, you know, lovely. That's amazing. That's amazing. You must have, it, it, being an actor must have taken you to some really wonderful places. Where's the best place you've been? In, in in when filming uh filming for a role well i suppose uh, i suppose really in doing pirates we were we spent a year in um freeport which is brown bahama island yeah and that was i love that that was it was it was great you know it was just a you know a really interesting place to be you know you're, you're out there it's nice los angeles obviously i've worked was lovely uh I don't know really. Any, anywhere I, you know, go filming is I look at it as a, a, a big adventure. You know, I think I think the best place I've been to was was uh, Belgrade, yeah. Serbia. I did a film called Ironclad Two: The Battle for Blood, um, and and I and I spent three months out there and had, had, had a great time. You know, the 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 people there were lovely. You know, the, the cast were great. The director was wonderful, and also the the the, the place itself. You know, to, to walk around Belgrade, I really, really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the people's company. You know, yeah. even if you don't speak the same language, I always think if you learn, if you learn to say please and thank you in, in whichever country you're in, always, always helps. You know? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So Belgrade was was wonderful. I loved it in Belgrade. Yeah. Nice. Where's the worst place you've been? Oh, really? I, <laughs> I think some of the films you do when when I I think I, I did a did a wonderful film in in a Pyman Studios in Cardiff um, called Show Dogs. Okay. A, guy, a lovely director called Raja Gosnell, who was absolutely wonderful. Will Arnett, Natasha Leone, um, you know, to name a couple of the stars. You've got the voices of Ludacris, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, it's just, it was a, it was a real, uh, real lovely part to play for me. Um, Marsha Parrow, uh, played the, played my boss in it and he was great, you know, and kind of, when you're working on something like that, you know, I'm staying at a you know beautiful hotel, uh, being pampered and looked after everywhere I went, which is something I, I can't say I, I don't like, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not something, you know, I sort of think, okay, let's, okay, really? Okay, let's get on with it. Um, and then I went on from there, I went, went to do, a, do another uh, film with, um, with Terry Stone called Once Upon a Time in London and, and, and kind of, because that was a low, lower budget film. Um, we, our sort of trailers were in car parks and, and it was like, which we, and I would sort of joke about and sort of say, which, which car park are we in today, lads? You know? <laughs> um, but that was it. And it was, it was lovely to obviously work with Terry and once for a time in London, Josh Myers uh, and Leo Gregory. Uh, and it was, yeah, so it was just kind of a, one of those things you, 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 I just got on with it. You know, I don't care if, if I'm sitting in a, in a massive trailer or a, or 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 a car or a car park doesn't bother me, you know. Just just it's there to get nice to get pampered, though. It is very much so. I, I think I, I I can remember. It's funny. I had this conversation the other day, and and I so so we're in we're in Freeport, Grand Bahama Island. So six hundred cast and crew, parts of the Caribbean. Big, it's big nice. time, you know. It's big time. It's sort of it's drop your ego and come on in. You know, that's yeah. that's the sort of deal with it. You know. 
and and I can remember we we had big supporting actors to Bill and I, you know, we didn't have the big trailers, which is fair enough. Uh, so we had quite small trailers, but the, the saddest thing was mine was right next to the toilets. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the thing was that it was very hot there and the toilets hadn't been cleared and they'd all, and apparently someone said that oh, they, they'd been blocked up. So I went berserk and I said, look, I'm not sitting here sniffing shit all day. Yeah. Is there anywhere else you can put me? You know, I'd go anywhere rather than sit here smelling shit all day. And so, so this was the PA, she went back and spoke to one of the ADs and, uh, and I think they said one of the actors, I think it was Jack Davenport was going back to England and he, he always had a lovely trailer and uh, they said, Andy, come round to this trailer. So I've gone round to Jack's trailer, two double beds, took up the whole thing going on. It was like, a, like an apartment. So I go back and I get a uh, lovely Winston Ellis, who's a lovely actor, uh, and Clive Ashbourne, another lovely actor, great friends. And uh, I said, guys, come on, we've got, we've got a trailer, let's go. So I took them round to the trailer and we, we happily stayed there for however long it was, three or four months, uh, you know, as we were shooting the scenes. So it was great, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So were you in Freeport for both of the films then, for two and three? No, no you, 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 you kind of, they did the two films together. So, okay. so they did them back to back. So they did uh, Dead Man's Chest and That Boards and back to back. So whether that, whether that, you know, whether it's people like maybe Orlando Bloom, I don't know, Kira Knightley, Jeffrey Rush, Johnny Depp, who, who have other commitments, maybe, I don't know, yeah. or whatever, you know, so maybe they want to get it all done in the one go. And kind of the, I think the amount of money they spent on the two films, I think they made back in a short period of time when the second one came out, you know. Yeah. It's oh, kind of, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a the craziest film, thing. Isn't it? Huge oh, massive. Yeah, it's massive, you know. And I, and I, and I you know, I don't know where well, I was talking to a lo lovely actor. Peter Badalamenti, um, I don't know if I've said his name, I've never said your name right there, Pete, I'm sorry if I haven't, um, but, but he, uh, Peter's a lovely actor, and he, he, um, he played, uh, he played Brad Pitt at the start of The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's Peter, he played uh, Splinter in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. He's the most wonderful actor, Peter, and, he, and I think he, he mentioned, you know, that, that I noticed in, in number four um, Pirates, Davy Jones comes back. It's like a sort of a, a dream sort of sequence yeah. with Orlando. So you, so you wonder, you think, oh, we, we, maybe we would go back. I don't know, you know. But I, I must say, to, to go back to do Pirates 5 for me would be, a, would be a wonderful thing because you kind of, now you've got a bit more experience and a bit more knowledge of it all, I, I could enjoy it so much more. You know, kind of, you know, when I was out there, I just kind of thought this all comes part and parcel. So, you know, you say people get a little bit lost. You, you can, you know, you sort of, I was staying in a beautiful apartment um, near to, near to um, the farmer's market or the Grove in LA, which is the most beautiful area, you know. It's yeah, yeah. LA is not a massive touristy sort of place, you know, but kind of to go to somewhere like the Grove, which has got shops, it's got a cinema, then you go to a thing a place called the farmers market, which is kind of like lovely independent traders yeah, doing yeah. their stuff, you know, from, from restaurants to to bars. And, and I became very friendly with uh, Mike and Stacy and Dan, who who work in Ebb's Bar in LA. And we're, we, you know, just whenever I go back out, I always make a point of going back to see them. 
and you have oh, live music. Nice, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. I love it. Yeah, it's great fun. So. Cool. Oh, nice. Oh, Andy, thank you so much for your time, man. I really Absolute appreciate pleasure. it. It's lovely Absolute catching pleasure. up. I can't believe it's only been a year. It feels like I know. Forever. Well, I hope, I hope next year, fingers crossed, we can go back to doing what we do as in the Comic Cons and we yeah. can meet up again. You know, it'd be so nice to to look at that. Um, and as I say, just, just to, to finish off, uh, uh, there's another film called Brigantia, which is, which is, which is already on the IMDb, which is, um, which is a which is a story of the English Druids, but it's coming across from America. Oh, nice! So it's been put off again. It was meant to have been done this year, but it's been put off till next year. So I'm hoping that could work, you know, um, oh. if it happens. But but definitely keep your eyes out for this way of life. Yeah, definitely will. Uh, and so when it, which I, is I know, a, know that you'll put it on Facebook anyway as soon as I it. Will do. Well, you can see some of the stuff already. It's already out there on Facebook with some of the stuff. But obviously, I'm I'm sort of governed okay, by. Yeah. Who's the writer, and obviously we can't really say anything at the moment. So no, no, you have to sort of keep it. That's got to be the hardest part of being an actor is is when you when you land roles and something you want to tell people but you can't. You've got to sort of keep just, still for yeah. a bit. It's it's kind of it's kind of you get so excited, uh, but you just you just got to, you just got to bottle it up, yeah. keep it keep it together, and then and then and then let that excitement come out in your performance when you're out there. You know, yeah. get out there and enjoy it. And, I can't wait. I can't wait to be acting again. I can't wait to. Oh, go, I, I can't wait I'd... to go out and audition again. Not just acting, but I can't wait to, yeah. to get out there. I, I bet that that's the hardest thing, isn't it? Because you are stuck. You are stuck. You can't go out. You can't audition in in you know the normal way that you would audition. And and like you say, you know, with the way things are at the minute, you know, the arts are sort of being left in the lurch a little bit. Yeah. They're sort of. Being Could have been totally top. left in the lurch, you know, with all the theatres shut, you know, and, and it's just it's heartbreaking because uh, because you know we're, we're like hopefully if there's a vaccine and they get to open again maybe in the spring, you yeah. know, I've, I've got I've got lots of theatre tick tokens that I'm dying to use up, you know, um, but we can't go, you know, at the moment. But as soon as we can, I'm going to be going to as many shows as I possibly can. Absolutely, you know, I, I miss being able to go to the theatre. I really and yeah. going to the cinema. I, I miss. Oh, the cinemas the same. You know, yeah. We, we, we belong to the to the Everyman Cinema Club. You know, and just just you know, I know I know that it was they were opening up. I think and they were trying to social distance. I just thought where I was concerned, I thought I just not 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 no, for me. Not at the moment. I'm happy to sit at home and and catch some of the great stuff that's out there at the moment on television. You know, there's yeah. some wonderful things going on. You know, with with all the channels at the minute. So. Yeah, I mean Netflix, Amazon, and you know even BBC and ITV—they're they're yeah. cranking out some really good stuff. Yeah, there. which is great, you know, which is good. So hopefully everyone's not too depressed because they can watch some good stuff on TV. Exactly, and where would we be without Netflix, Amazon, and and everything else? You know, people don't realise how lucky they are to have hundreds of TV shows and you know hundreds of uh, of actors who are able to. To, to produce work for us to, to binge watch, you know, oh, yeah. Without, oh, yeah. without the arts and without actors and, and you know, the people behind the, the behind the cameras, the directors, mm. the script writers, all of those, yeah. we'd have nothing. We'd all be sitting here reading books, probably not even reading books, just twiddling our thumbs playing dominoes or something. Well, I, I played dominoes last night and, I, and <laughs> my wife absolutely destroyed me. So, <laughs> so I told her I'm not playing anymore. Not fair. Did you I, 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 strangely, it, it's strange enough. I must. I've, I've been listening to the radio a lot more. You know, yeah. during lockdown. Yeah, you know, I listen to radio too a lot. You know, uh, 
just it's the strangest thing, you know. I wouldn't, wouldn't normally listen to the radio at home. No. Just kind of, it's nice to to have on, you know, listening to you know new, new people coming through, singers and and acts and stuff. So so yeah, I'm enjoying that as well. So. Yeah, I. You know what? It's it's lovely. I mean, the, the radio station that I work on, it's 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 a local community radio station. Yeah. It goes out to most of the east of England, but if you've got an Alexa you can literally listen to it anywhere in the world on the Alexa, or you can download the app. And I've had loads of people, loads of local musicians send me their music and, and whatnot. I've, I've been approached by a guy who's created um, a Christmas single that he's actually releasing. And oh, it's all friends and it's all, it's all been done over Zoom. Oh, brilliant. Uh, well done. So, yeah. uh, so I, I, you know, I'm so chuffed that he's, he's asked me to play it and the station to play it. Oh, you know, lovely. I've, I've used to like, listen to Spotify, but now I listen to, to local radio. I don't. Yeah, no, brilliant. I love listening to the to the big stations, but it's the local stations where you get you get the passion. You get yeah, so course. much more from it, you know. Yeah, no, brilliant. And keep up your great work, you. I will certainly try, mate. I'll, I'll certainly try. I'll make sure I will send you a link and you can have a listen one one, one day when because I'll, I'll put this out on the radio as well. So this will go out okay. on the radio as well. It'll go on yeah, the podcast sure. and it will go on the radio show as well. Okay. Um, yeah. I've got yeah let me know. Send me, send me the details where it's going to go because I know a few people want to listen to it. So. Yeah, no, I definitely will do, mate. I definitely will. Yeah. Andy, thank you so much, mate. It's been so great catching up with you. It's an absolute pleasure. It's always a pleasure to speak to you, sir. You awesome. stay safe. You too, mate. You stay safe. Um, and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too, mate. There you go, my friend. See you later, Andy. Bless. See you. Bye, mate. Bye.